I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. I don't think so. No. Uh, there's a baby in her midst. She's pretty damn cute. Look at her. Don't you don't you make, make her say something, Brian. Don't you make a sound. While make her we're say recording. something. Hey, your first podcast. What's wrong with her, Ted? Say something. Hey, 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 how, hey. How, how, don't embarrass me. How funny <laughs> would it be though if you put the mic in her face and she just went, Help. <laughs> Help. <laughs> My dad's a Machiavellian. Help. <laughs> he's, uh, he's manipulating everybody. Uh, hello, folks. Uh, welcome to this week's edition of Feel Good Friday. Um, and uh, you know what? It is Friday and I'm feeling good. Feeling real good. Going to go on a camping trip this weekend. Can't wait. Are you doing Pollitz? No, no, I'm going to this place called Spencer's Cove. Where's um, that? Uh, it's uh, out past Parsboro. Uh, for folks oh. who don't know, that's a, a place in Nova Scotia. Parsboro is really nice. So yeah, really looking forward to that. It's going to be fun. Probably going to take part in some. Uh, oh, while we're out out and about. Cool. Oh, that's illegal. <laughs> um, but I'll tell you one thing. Uh, when we're camping this weekend, it's going to be hot, right? Real hot, like uh, hot, hot heat, like hot, hot heat. And I'll tell hot you, heat. it's hot, hot heat right now. I'll, hot, hot heat. I'll tell you one banned. thing. I'll tell you one thing. This guy who went camping, uh, where he went. It was not hot. Okay. Check out this video. And if you're watching on YouTube, if you're not watching on YouTube, I highly suggest you go check this out. This is from one of my least favorite Instagram accounts of all time, Medical Talks. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. no. What do you think that is? I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Nope. What do you think that was? I don't believe that at all. Those are cooked fingies. No, no they dude, ain't those cooked. are frostbit fingies. They ain't cooked, dude. They're they're f- way too frozen. Oh no. I don't believe that. That is a real that is a real thing. So uh on the 17th of July, 2021, Fahad, this gentleman, started the fateful summit push on Broad Peak. And by the and by summit the next day, several accidents happened, leaving him hypothermic and his hands severely frostbit. Where's well, Broad at it Peak? One more time. Not sure. It's a peak, though. Oh, my God, dude. dude. Oh. I so, don't. So for folks that aren't. Lo- dude, I don't know, man. For, for I don't that, know. For people that, this is real. I don't know, it's for, medical talks. It is though. medical it is talks. Legit. They, medical yeah. talks is legit. And, yeah, and they do verify their shit. So uh, for, for people who, who are just listening, it's a video that a guy, the guy took himself in an elevator. And, uh, you know, sometimes you're in an elevator and it's a, um, it's a glass like the walls are, Must are be in um, southern are glass, here, right? A mirror, a mirrored yeah. wall. Yeah. So he's looking at himself, and he takes his four fingers, um, th- from the from the tip of the finger, 
right down to the base, all four fingers are completely black frostbitten. And that noise that you heard is him cling clanging his fingers off the glass. Um, so it's in the uh, it's on the China Pakistan border, okay. and it's uh, the summit is uh, eight thousand fifty one meters. So yeah, pretty cold up there. Uh, never in a million years did he ever think he would lose his fingers to frostbite, especially doing what he loved most, climbing mountains. His life, his body will never be the same again after this life-changing surgery and even the most basic tasks will be a great challenge. Will he, st- will he still possess the passion and c- uh, capability to conquer more mountains? So frostbite, um, if you aren't familiar, is a type of gangrene caused, oh, really? by, yeah, caused by freezing of the skin and underlying tissue. Uh, the nature of frostbite has been highly controversial. Until recently, it was believed that it was a direct thermal issue or injury, sorry, to the tissue. Uh, others believed the, the indirect injury resulted from changes in the microcirculation. It appears that both mechanisms are actually important to have frostbite. Uh, cold can destroy tissue directly by forming intracellular ice crystals or more commonly by interstitial freezing with consequent extension extraction of water from the cells uh, but the blood supply to the frozen area also undergoes profound changes <clears throat> frostbite causes torturous dilation of the small vessels as well as uh, occlusions and intravascular tubular filling defects those Vas- aren't good yeah. wait wait but are, so are your is your skin black because the tissue's just dead. all dead just yeah that's it you know what's that's funny exactly it is that i you know usually when we look at something or we're or, you know, so a guest brings something up or whatever and I've and I and I'm familiar with it or I go, I know about that. It's usually because I read something yeah. scholarly or an article somewhere <laughs> that of some some publication of 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 some repute. And uh, this my knowledge of that that was frostbite directly oh, no. from Big Daddy <laughs> or no, sorry, not Big Daddy. Uh Mr. Deeds. Mr. Deeds. Oh, yeah, yeah, Mr. Right. Deeds, when he yeah. takes off his foot and he, and he gets, and he gets uh, John, uh, yeah. what's his name, to, to hit his foot with the crowbar. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, uh, so the tissue, what happens is, is the tissue dies slowly uh, because it receives little to no oxygen and nutrients from the blood. Um, but it does not become infected, uh, which, is, which is what happens in cases of wet gangrene. I wonder so why no infection, it's just death. It's just tissue death. Game. I wonder why tissue turns black when it dies though. Like like what is it that makes it able to turn so dark? I mean dark? like what why does everything turn black when it rots? You yeah, know like like yeah. black is like the color of rot. I don't yeah, know. I don't I know. Guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. Like, you know what I mean? Like when something's rotten it's like it's black. Yeah. You know, you see like a like a rotten onion, like that's black onion. In there, yeah, yeah. You know? Everything does. Yeah, I wonder. Dude, Except I bet the, bread. I, I bet it turns it's white. It does yeah, or green dog shit, rotten green. dog shit. But that's goes mold. White. Yeah, I bet there's a science to why. Lie. Right, and yeah, I guess mold right. isn't really rot, is it? Right, that's right. It's just shit, uh, dude. Whoa, dude. I hate to get. <laughs> I hate to get Guys, philosophical. How high are we right What now? the <laughs> fuck is the meaning of life? Um, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I bet there's a, uh, I bet there's, I know <clears throat> that there's a smart person out there who could tell us exactly why things turn black when they rot. Uh, why do most things turn black when they rot? Well, let's find out. Here we go. Uh, good question. It is because most, uh, um, no, you know what? I'm not going to use Cora. Let's not, uh, let's not go down that route. I bet uh, there's a lot of interesting responses to, uh, to the reason. You know, it's not that easy to find uh, after just one quick Google search. So I, 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 I can't. Something else do it. I can imagine. Um, speaking of food, 
and rot. And uh, kind of throwing back to something we talked about last week. Uh, last week, we covered a story about a uh, very neat um, uh, meat substitute burger, a vegan burger that tastes like human flesh. Now, you guys were naysayers. Um, I, I believe it probably tasted exactly like the thing, because why not? Um, <laughs> if we can put man, men on the moon, why couldn't we just figure out what fucking human flesh tastes like and make it into a vegan burger? Wow, when you I put suppose, it that way. You know, you know um, what, though? On that note, though, um, not to... Not to go too off the off the rails here, but I was at a bachelor party on the weekend, and they had that uh, those one of those boxes of every flavored jelly beans. I, I thought you were going to say we ate the strip. How was your bachelor party? It was interesting, <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, they had uh, in the jelly bean box. It had like a spin spinny wheel on the top, and you would spin the wheel, and you would get a. <laughs> Is that uh, she's saying something? Hello, you want to say something? Oh, she stopped. Just uh, sucking okay. on our hands. Um, I'm used to being interrupted by Taylor and Jer, so nothing new here. Um, but when you spin the wheel, it would land on uh, a like this or that. So it would be a flavor of jelly bean that would look that, like the the jelly bean would look the same, but it could potentially be two different flavors. And one would be like uh, fruit and the other one would be like throw up. Yeah, right, yeah, right. <laughs> and dude, the nasty ones. It's so remarkable how well they do at mimicking. Yeah, like earwax, right? Like, like, yeah. Like, did you old, taste the earwax one? Old bandage, ew, dude. Ew. Old bandage ew. was one, and bandage. I got it, and I, I threw up in my mouth, dude. Ew. I, I've never been so sick, like, felt so sick from eating a candy. Okay, so you, so you, okay. Now, what do you think? Do you think they they could make a a, a vegan burger taste like human flesh? Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, man. I guess if they can so, make yeah. a, a jelly bean taste like old bandage. But, but hold like, on. is old there's bandage an, like one level removed from human flesh? There's an yeah, ethical. It, there's probably some human flesh in the old bandage. Yeah, but there's an ethical <laughs> way to test the taste of old bandage. There's not really an ethical right. way to yeah. go about Who testing. Who said anything about them using ethics? It's a fucking vegan burger maker. <laughs> That, that that isn't held to like ethical standards of any I've kind. I've never met an ethical vegan in my life. Or legal. <laughs> you know what those mono crops are doing to this world? <laughs> oh, dude, months. Don't get me started on Monsanto. Um. So anyway, speaking of uh, nasty shit and uh, cannibalism, um, I found this really cool study. Cannibalism study finds that people are not that nutritious. And actually, this kind of ties into the guy climbing the peaks because you get up there. You know, run out of food. Your plane crashes in the mountains. That probably makes, that makes sense to me. So uh, note uh, to the prehistoric uh, party planner, one dead mammoth can feed... How many, how many uh, Neanderthals do you think one dead mammoth could feed? Uh, for, 40. For, for a month. For, oh, a, for month? a month? Oh, man. How many people for uh, a month? Probably like, uh, I would say... 40, yeah. No, I'd say more like 150 or 200. Uh, wow. Way off. Uh, a little closer. 25 hungry Neanderthals for, for a, month. a month. But cannibalizing a human would provide the crowd with only a third of a day's calories. Mm. Essentially, you're a walking lunch. Uh, a new look at the nutritional value. <laughs> this is your walking lunch. <laughs> a new look at the nutritional value of human flesh shows that compared with other uh, paleolithic prey animals, humans weren't especially packed with calories for their size. Quote, when you compare us to other animals, we're not very nutritional at all. Study uh, <laughs> says study uh, study author James Cole of the University of Brighton. I feel like you're like trying to convince all the cannibals from last week that this is not a good idea. Yeah, this <laughs> is like, this like, is, just stick to the vegan burger, all right? <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so uh, he, they, they posted a, their work in, a, uh, in scientific reports. Uh, according to his estimates, boars and beavers pack... Oh, oh, she did say something. Know, what did you say? You said something. Oh, you my God. This is almost again? impossible to record because you're so fucking cute. <laughs> um, so be- boars and beavers pack about 1,800 calories into each pound of muscle compared with a measly 650 calories from a modern human. So a pound of beaver is 1,800 calories, whereas a pound of human flesh is 650 calories. Huh. Uh, that's about what we would expect based on our overall size and muscular, uh, muscularity compared to other animals, he says. So Cole asks, if humans aren't especially valuable in terms of prey, why eat them? After all, unless they are sick or dying, they wouldn't be easy to hunt. Quote, you have to get together a hunting party and track these people, and then they aren't just standing there waiting for you to stab them with a spear, says Cole. Dude, this is a strange study. It's it's fucking great. It's great. I love this shit. Uh, Instead, Cole argues that perhaps not all ancient cannibalism was for filling bellies. It may have also served various social functions for early human and their ancestors. Oh, I thought he was talking about right now. I was like, I was like, I was like, you're describing hunting as if it's not just murder. (laughs) Archaeologists have found uh, evidence of cannibalism in the human family tree at least as far back as 800,000 years. And though cutting and gnawing marks on bones can't reveal motivations, ancient remains do offer a few clues to how widespread cannibalistic practices were throughout human evolution. Pass the hot baby. Um, At the Gran Dolina cave site in Spain, for instance, the butchered remains of bison, sheep, and deer were mixed with those of at least 11 humans, all children or adolescents, whose bones showed signs of cannibalism. In addition to marks showing flesh was stripped from the bone, evidence suggests that the Grandolina residents, an ancient human relative called Homo antecessor, ate their victims' brains. Wow. Sounds, that doesn't sound very healthy. A little prion action going on there. What a prion? 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 What's that? Prions are like you, you, uh, you can only get prions through eating brain matter, <laughs> and prions are uh, dangerous to humans for sure. It sounded like something from Land of the Lost. I think. Did. I, I think. <laughs> I, th- I think prions. Are, I think prions are like the things that are kind of linked to um, like God, mad cow disease it. and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Interesting. Like, like when <laughs> God, I hope I get it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it. Is that 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 makes a lot of sense though? Because like it is interesting that we don't eat brains. I've never thought of that. Like, yeah. Uh, well, well we do some. We, we do. do. We do eat some brains. Yeah, yeah. What brains do we squid, eat? Like, lamb brain. Like I, I'm pretty sure. I'm is there pretty like, sure, a, like some is there a squid like, brain or something like that? Or like I feel like crustacean like, or uh, sea creatures brains don't really count. Why? Mm, less developed. <laughs> wow, burn. Major burn on sea creatures. Sorry, dolphins. I mean, I like the the well, mammals. The the twelve year old like dolphin um, wannabe dolphin trainer. I know, guys. I know. I wanted to work at SeaWorld when I was 12. Yeah, because SeaWorld's the best. Uh, that, yeah, that part here, of me just You heard it first here, folks. Brian, Brian wants to work at SeaWorld now. Uh, here's, yeah. a little, here's a little thing on what prions are. So prion disease. What are, what are prion diseases? Prion diseases comprise uh, several con- conditions. A prion is a type of protein that can trigger normal proteins in the brain to fo- fold abnormally. Prion diseases can affect both humans and animals or, and are sometimes spread to humans by infected meat products. The most common form of prion disease that affects humans is Mad Kruitsfeldt-Jacobs disease. Oh. 
Um, Wait, is that mad cow disease? No, uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, CJD, a person can inherit this condition, which is which, in which case it's called familial CJD. Sporadic CJD, on the other hand, develops suddenly without any known risk factors. Um, uh, what causes prion disease? So prion diseases occur when normal prion protein found in the surface of many cells becomes abnormal and clump in the brain, causing brain damage. This abnormal accumulation of protein in the brain can cause memory impairment, personality changes, and difficulties with movement. Um, but uh, you know what's crazy is that you can eat shit and then it can fuck up your entire body, dude. Like the there was a guy that ate a salamander and he died. Uh, well, we 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 didn't slug, start, yeah. Well, slug. the slug, but there was one recently of a guy ate a salamander and uh, his insides just fucking turned to mush and he just leaked out. And that, oh, but that is wow. crazy, right? Yeah, like that's insane. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. It, I mean it makes sense, yeah. I guess, but. It's so it makes crazy. a lot of sense. Yeah. Because um, you, you are what you eat. So back yeah, to those. Dude, magic school bus. <laughs> back to those remains that they found in the cave. Uh, the, the remains were also mixed with those of other animals and had been prepared the same way, lending some anthropologists to suggest that cannibalism at the site might not have been done in a food stress emergency or as a ritual behavior. Um, perhaps human flesh was a common supplement to their diet, or perhaps the youngsters were outsiders and cannibalism served as an effect effective keep out sign the bones can't say the bones can't say for sure um which is <laughs> can you imagine can you imagine just like going Dude, back that's some game of thrones shit the, yeah it's just it's so crazy um in some cases cannibalism may have been purely practical quote the issue is not one of nutrition as an alternative to large game says anthropologist eric trinkhouse of washington university in st louis quote it is an issue of survival when there are no other food sources. Members of one's social group have died and the surviving members consume the bodies of already dead people. So, I mean, you know, we, we see that today in modern times with, you know, that like soccer team that crashes their plane. Plane crashes but, and shit, yeah. Yep. Well, I mean, if you got to do it, you got to do it. Yeah. Who do you think would be more the most nutritious out of the three of us? Probably Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Um, probably Zay actually. Hey, you look pretty good. She's got some. She's got some chubby cheeks. She's got some. Yeah, those cheeks filleted. Yeah, Oof. I think Brian. You're looking at me. I feel like you're. I feel like you're. I feel like I, I'm. I might be more nutritious from the waist down, but um, and I, that's not a. That's not a dick comment. It's just a. Like but a, it could be. It could. <laughs> it could be. Uh, I feel but, like you're dude, more. Your full. sausage would be great you're between <laughs> a set of buns and like some mustard. <laughs> you're more. I feel like you're more well-rounded. And what I would do is I would slice the tip both ends in in fours so that when it when it when I when I cook it, it like peels back and you got that right. spider. Yeah, yeah. I definitely yeah, I definitely yeah, yeah. have more meat on my body, but you would be you probably <clears throat> eat better than I do. Oh, you think <laughs> I, you think I'm like more like you you feel like I'm more like a lean piece of fish. Yeah, you're like uh you're like a Kobe beef. Ah, okay, yeah. Would you would you would you like I'm like a I'm would like you an like American beat, beef burger. Would you beat it up before like would you tenderize? For sure, yeah. Obviously. <clears throat> if you had to eat eat human meat, how would you prep it? Um what, what do you mean? Like I, I would I would I'm I was curious like you so you I'd prep it the same way that I prep a, a a you know, a, like cattle or like a deer. I would strip the skin. I would slice off the nice meaty parts with your like, like vast experience. Yeah, of yeah. doing this. I mean, I've seen it. I've seen it done. I've seen it done. That's all you see it once. You know what? How to do it. What would be the first um, cut of meat that you would take from a human? Probably the, the ass. Probably yeah. the ass yeah. and the thighs. Dude, my ass would be 
I feel like ass, ass thighs and fatty. ass thighs and, and your and your tits. Like yeah. like I I you got some good pecs. I'd shave those off. Thanks. And yeah. then the and, and depending on the person, like if it was jo- our buddy John, his back. Yeah, I'll, like, I want lat meat. Yeah, yeah, John. yeah, yeah I want yeah. a nice lat. Yeah, nice, I feel like, like la- nice, I feel nice like lat would paddler. be t- a tough. I feel like it'd be a tough cut. <laughs> you know, yeah. what do you think would be the best cut? Yes, honestly, sure. I, like I'm not even joking. It's the most juicy, and it's also relaxed a lot of the I time. I think it'd be too fatty. I bet you the dick is is pretty good. I bet the dick is pretty good. Like that, I bet you that's some good meat. <laughs> you know, like cut it off. Slice it down the center, open it up, pull out the urethra. Now you all yeah. you have is just flesh. Yeah, and then just like like splay it open, lay it on a grill. It's I the most. It's, it's the most familiar shape. I bet it's a bit gamey. You know, like, <laughs> depends yeah. on whose meat you're. Eating. <laughs> like you really got to chew on it. <laughs> anyway, uh, Cole says that working out the calorie ki- uh, count of human flesh was a bit disconcerting, um, as it forced him to think about what cannibalism would be like. He said, "I found it quite difficult to eat bacon for the last year or so." So. There we go. Um, <laughs> speaking of children, uh, here is a TikTok that I saw. Uh, I have nothing to say of it other than we're just going to watch it. And uh, this shit made me laugh so fucking. Is hard. this the fucking tortilla challenge? No, no. This is, dude. This is. Oh. So this is a. This is a real. This is a way to treat children or adolescents who have, uh, uh, like scoliosis or like spinal issues, right? <laughs> For severe spinal or scoliosis deformities in kids, about four to eight pins are placed in the skull. This weight and pulley system is then used to lengthen the spine. That looks dangerous. That That kid's loving it. He is loving it. Explain to the listeners who aren't watching what we just Oh my God. Okay, so that kid is, that kid has like a halo, like sort of attachment around his head. But and he's hanging. That's attached to a rope, which is attached to the ceiling, and he is hanging from it, from his head. It's like it's like an and ex- he's like hula hooping. <laughs> it's like an extreme version of the jolly jumper. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's it like it's oh, like the jolly yeah. hanger. Except yeah. you're not bouncing up and down. You're literally just spinning in a circle. Right. It's yeah. like a like helicopter. Like you know when yeah, you like yeah, hold yeah. a kid by yeah. their arms and like spin them around. It's that, but by your head. This is a go to YouTube moment. Uh, uh, folks, yeah, you're gonna want to go there because <laughs> that shit. Can we watch that again? Yeah, that was yeah, yeah, we go. I want to see it too. Correcting the spine with halo gravity traction for severe oh spinal or scoliosis yeah. deformities in kids. About four to eight pins are placed in the skull. This weight and pulley system is then used to lengthen the spine before spinal surgery. Dude, he is chilling. He <laughs> loves it. The kid loves. <laughs> he does it. love it. Yeah. I, I mean. Fuck, I would love it. Dude, Zay, I'm going to do that for you even though you don't have scoliosis. That's got to be dangerous, though. Like, if, like, unnecessarily, yeah. would yeah, that I be mean, dangerous? I mean, well, if, if, uh, if a full-grown man was doing it, yeah. Like, yeah. that's, that's going to fuck your neck. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, like... No, think, think about the weight. It, that kid's so little. Yeah, but think about a headstand. Well, it's not that... It wouldn't be that much different from doing a headstand. because yeah, it would you're, be... Because you know, it's still the weight of your body but, but, pulling down versus pushing in. Oh, I don't. I think there's a difference between pushing down and and hanging. I think it's the uh, it's like the the. But imagine though the one's the, compression that's how, and one's traction. That's how the g forces of your legs spinning around. Yeah. Not that there's g forces, but like like well, the the momentum yeah, of the legs swinging that are actually pulling you yeah. even harder. Yeah, that's yeah, how yeah. we used to kill people. Yeah, right. We just right. We just did that, but well, we yeah, just put the rope them. around the neck. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's all about snapping the fucking the spine. The exact dude. same thing. The position of the rope makes a really big difference. <laughs> uh, it depends on how heavy you are, man. I don't know. Uh, you are know you, what? Uh, oh, you guys want to hear some secondhand information that I heard from somebody today that sounded remarkable to me, but could be true? 
Sure. Um, well, might you've already be. prefaced it with secondhand, so we can go full on, and you don't have to Sweet. apologize okay. for it at all. So, uh, so I heard, I heard that. So you know how, like in the animal kingdom, um, mammals like deer, for example, give birth to baby deer, and the baby deer pops out, and it's like full on just walking. Yes. Right yeah, away, this right? is something I think Giraffes about frequently. Too. So, do you know the reason why humans like still need to develop after they're born? Because we've developed we've evolved into the greatest species it's because of one part of their body in particular that just if it was to their cook head. longer they would just be too big to pass through the vagina their head yes so it's the apparently this is my secondhand information sorry can Remember, you say can you say that again what so you- so the brain is yeah. developing which is why the head is growing faster as a kid this is my secondhand information kids okay. heads are fucking so huge that's why kids heads are are like disproportionately bigger when they're when they're born is because the size of their brain is developing, which is also why their skull still isn't, it's still soft. So it can pass through the birth canal. Uh-huh. They can be born, but that's why they're like, they would cook longer in the vagina and the the brain would develop <laughs> Wait, hold on, longer. Why are you using the word cook? Because it's like prepping. And why you know? are you using the word vagina? Uh, in the, in <laughs> the uterus. The uterus. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, but it's By just cook, do you mean like, sounds funnier do you mean develop? Like By yes. cook, yeah. do you mean yeah, develop? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. They're not like, like you would leave them in longer, right? Uh, right. <laughs> but sure. on three, but they have to be made. They have to come out at that time, right? Because so their dumb. brains, their their head their would head, get too big, and right. they, would, they would get stuck. Right. Well, okay. speaking of big, big head, I saw this. I saw this. She's big, got she's got a soft little spot that's getting a little bit tighter all the time. Uh, on top of her head. That's crazy. Definitely don't push it. Um, oh, I, I saw this crazy it. video uh, of a kid. To do it. yo, take her arms and do this with her. Connect her hands over her head. I don't know. Bring her hands together as close as they can go. Okay. She's you know why in. she can't do that? Her, her, because her arms aren't long Because her head's so... F- now imagine yeah, imagine if big, your yeah. head was so big <laughs> that you did that and your hands were like, you couldn't do it. Yeah, right? It's crazy. Yeah, I guess you're right. Like, yeah. It's a huge head. Yeah, it is yeah. a big head. A big head. And, yeah, and it would stay in the vagina cooking longer. Yeah. <laughs> you're all head, girl. Well, speaking of vaginas, this has nothing to do with them. Um, this is from Motherboard. I thought this was really interesting. Uh, a product in the States, honey for men, secretly contains Viagra, the FDA has warned. Wait, isn't that that app that you use at checkout to Dude, save you money? sick. <laughs> yeah, it saves you a bunch of money. <laughs> I love honey. I'm not, we're not sponsored, just love it. This is actual honey that you put in your mouth. Oh, okay. The FDA issued warnings to four companies that make honey marketed to men about their lacing their products with boner meds. Man, how crazy is it that... The first when you said the word honey, the first thing I thought of was an app and not the actual real thing. That is kind of wild. Marketing, marketing man, consumes your Uh, brain. The FDA's laboratory testing found that product samples contained active drug ingredients not listed on the product's labels, including the active drug ingredients found in Cialis and Viagra, uh, which are are FDA-approved drugs used to treat men with erectile dysfunction. The statement issued on Wednesday said the letters went to. Thirsty Run LLC, uh, also known as also, also known as U.S. Royal Honey LLC, MKS Enterprise LLC, Shopax.com, and 1AM USA Incorporated. Um, Shopax.com, maybe that's Honey's parent company. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Thirsty Run sells things like, quote, secret miracle royal honey for her. That the company complain uh, <laughs> for her. <laughs> that the company claims is a specialty blend of royal honey is designed to increase sexual pleasure and performance, and dose vital honey for men. 
that the product page says is, quote, filled with the most potent and natural source of sexual power and testosterone, vital honey that is filled with rich floral nectar and a mix of select roots to maximize the effect. I mean, yeah. not the, so natural. Yeah. It's full the of root, fucking the root pharmaceutical yeah. <laughs> drug. Um, it's like McDonald's, one hundred percent pure yeah, beef. Yeah. <laughs> so these products, they, they are foods, um, but they're they're also technically drugs in the eyes of the FDA, since they promise the quote cure, mitigation, treatment, or prevention of disease, like preventing bacterial infections and reducing prostate illnesses, according to the letter the FDA sent to Thirsty Run. Quote, tainted honey-based products like these are dangerous because consumers are likely unaware of the risks associated with the hidden prescription drug ingredients in these products. Yeah, no kidding. And how they <laughs> obviously they're not aware. They're sneaking yeah. them in, right? Yeah. Uh, the risk isn't just of popping a heart on, you didn't expect, but of serious illness or even death. Cialis and Viagra are prescription medications that are taken <laughs> under a doctor's supervision. And in that setting, they're safe. But if they're taken without consulting a doctor or uh, un- unregulated doses, they can be dangerous, especially for people with heart disease issues. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing. If I was getting this honey, I love honey. Dude, I lather my bread with honey. And like, yeah. I, sometimes I'll, like my throat's sore, I'll just drink honey. You know what I voice, don't understand? Like, I'd, I'd be walking dude. around with the fucking rager. <laughs> how, did they, how did they figure it out? Did, did someone get wait. like a crazy boner? And then they were like, wait... That's a good question. I, I mean, I mean, maybe maybe the FDA was like, well, we gotta like they're going through the like we go through our list of applicants test, on the yeah. show. They're just like, oh, we got to the honey. Let's test this. And they go, whoa, yeah. this is a bunch of boner pills. Um, you know what's interesting, guys, is how often do you feel you the serving of food that you have matches this the recommended serving size on like a packaging? Oh, never, never. So why like why is the recommended serving size always Dude, so you, you know what's it's a, you so know what the recommended serving size of a, a full bag of Doritos is? How many servings are in it? Well, I don't know, but but like the thing when you read the thing, it's like how much fat is in a serving? Yeah. Twenty chips. Okay, so how like how many servings would you say is in a full bag <sighs> roughly? Uh, hundred and eighty. Hundred and eighty servings or chips? chips? Chips. Yeah. Okay, so like nine servings roughly. Yeah. Isn't that crazy that you like who would ever eat that bag in nine sittings? It's crazy. I, I would, would eat only it in the one ever sit- eat it in one sitting. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. I would, if a bag of chips gets opened, it gets finished immediately 100%, 100%. by myself. Yeah, yeah. The number sure. of companies seeking to make money off of people's sexual woes it, with shady miracle pills are endless, including bizarre and potentially painful remedies like pouring apple cider vinegar on one's dick. Oh my uh, god! <laughs> much of the time, supplements like these contain ingredients that just don't work. But sometimes they'll sneak in actually dangerous prescription drugs in 2021. Uh, the FDA advised consumers not to buy Brahma Male Enhancement, which was sold many places, including Walmart stores, because the company added Viagra's ingre- active ingredients, sildenafil. Uh, I, um, I was listening to this reminds me of um, this is a, a kind of like it's related. It's adjacently related. She fell asleep. Yeah. She fucking Yeah, I just felt her chin just like. Oh, just that was so down. cute. Um, I remember. Um, I remember listening to. Uh, I think it was an episode of Joe Rogan like years ago with uh, Jeff Novitsky, the F the the U.S. anti drug agency guy. He was like the lead. Oh, she's awake again. He was like the. He was the. He was like the investigator that was trying to take down Lance Armstrong back yeah. in the day. And then he started working with the UFC and became like their liaison with uh, the UFC trying to crack down on 
on anti-doping because UF, the UFC had a had a, a long history of doping that they wanted to clean up and everything. And so anyway, he was talking about um, they were having a conversation about the the way in which you hear athletes go, oh, I I I took a tainted supplement. Yeah. And how ridiculous of a of an excuse that sounds like. But then he But in reality. But then he went into he went into detail about how you know they would follow these claims and they would find lots of instances of a a manufacturing facility being used for like a ton of different supplements. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like if you get one supplement that's made with a banned substance and then they're supposed to clean it and there's supposed to be standards for cleaning before before manufacturing and producing another supplement another another brand supplement but then you know human error they don't clean it as well they don't follow the the safety standards or whatever and then then these substances actually do end up in other things that they're not supposed to be in Mm. and that's why they think john jones got nailed like john jones was a ufc fighter got nailed for doping and and it was trace amounts but they were like they ended up coming back and going uh this right. was likely because I the company. Was cocaine. The, that, well, was the, that, was that was a different. That was a different one. That was different. Um, the the that was not thing. a that was not a tainted uh, uh, like uh, sugar in a cereal. My beef with supplements and like I don't know that much about them is like I like like from my lay perspective, I just imagine that if they actually made that much of a difference, they would be illegal, like in competition. Well, I mean. Right. I mean, if if you took if taking that supplement alone perf- yeah, provided it, some sort of performance enhancement, honestly, I, I think I think I think steroids should be legal. In well, there's a, well the reason the reason that there's that that's a tough line to draw is because everything enhances your performance. You eat food and it enhances your performance. You know what yeah. I mean? Like mm-hmm. you need things to be able to perform. <clears throat> it's just like there's a there there they have to draw the line somewhere in, with regards to substances and especially pharmaceuticals. I think a lot of it comes down to pharmaceuticals. Wouldn't I not be able to be a cyclist like a pro cyclist because of the Ventolin I take? Uh, well, there's in I know specifically in cycling, but I think this would be the I think they use the same terms for all athletics. There's a there's something called a therapeutic use exemption. Yeah. Oh, you'd so, be fine. Yeah. But it depends on what it is. Like, that's why I was better at you at canoeing. Like if yeah, you needed to take true. just dose of myself with <laughs> Ventolin twice a day. Like if you needed to take testosterone, <laughs> if you needed to take testosterone, they'd be like, no, you can't do that. Yeah. Right. But if it was something that right. was not as, I mean, cause testosterone is so like insanely beneficial to your performance. But if it's something that shows like a vague or minor right. performance enhancement, then it's like, okay, you need to use this like steroid, this like topical steroid for something. Right. But that was also something that was majorly abused, therapeutic use exemption. But you're also you're also taking that not to like give yourself more of of that. It's because you have a, a deficit of it, right? Like your body's not producing it on on its own, right? Well, yeah. Or you have a doctor that says that well, you're not yeah, doing in, it. In that yeah. case, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hi, I'm Jesse Crookshank. Jesse Crookshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. 
Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout. Because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Um, speaking of uh, doping, do you guys think this guy does steroids? Uh, no, no, definitely not, dude. Yeah. He's just, dude. What's funny is that is that he's not even like just just take a second. He's and not s- ripped. He's just oh no. He's just <laughs> thick as he's the thickest man I've ever seen. Okay, you he know elephantitis. He, 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 well, some people might have thought that he does. This is Jeff Dabe. Uh, he's from Minnesota. And he's earned himself the nickname Popeye from his fans, and he aims to become the world arm wrestling champion. Here is his hand stacked up next to a pretty normal woman-sized hand. He has a baseball mitt. Dude, oh, my God. That guy's, that guy's ring finger is bigger than my penis. What do you think his dick looks like? <laughs> Dude. Like, kind of like, like that. It's anything say, like I mean, his hand. Honestly, I don't know. So, so this, guy is, this guy has massive hands and very large arms. Here's a video of him. With two cans of soda, one of those mini cans <laughs> and a regular can. I got a little pot. <laughs> oh, stop it, pot. dude. This is oh, comical. Shit, dude. This is massive. Oh, so he has a condition, obviously. Well, you can tell in this, in this, in this, because his head is way too small. So here's the thing the American uh, a wrestler's monster forearms measure 19 inches. In is he an American wrestler? He's an arm wrestler. Okay, um, I thought he became a professional wrestler. His hands are big enough to fit a basketball in each hand. Uh, the size of Dave's arms are so peculiar that tests were carried out to try and discover what makes his arms so large, as photos show that he was born with oversized limbs. The University of Minnesota conducted tests looking for signs of gigantism and elephantitism, or sorry, elephantitis, uh, but the test proved that... None of these were the case. Wow. The guy was just born with these. Oh, wow. They're huge. Um, <clears throat> he, uh, given the size of his arms, it naturally made sense that he would compete in arm wrestling tournaments as a youngster. Mm-hmm. He said, quote, I, am, I, I arm wrestled as a senior in high school. The fans back then were the ones that named me Popeye. Having made a promising start in the sport, Jeff popped his right arm during a contest in 1986, which caused him to give up the sport prematurely. Wow. Can you imagine being the guy that popped this dude's fucking arm? That'd be an accomplishment. Right? Yeah. Um, do, do you know if if he was born in China by any chance? <laughs> yeah. Well, he yeah. was the result of uh, CRISPR. He also can't get CRISPR HIV. Chart? Could be. Um, <laughs> Could be. Uh, having made a prom- uh, So, however, in 2012, Jeff decided to start competing seriously again. Uh, this time using his left arm. He went on to become the state champion for Minnesota, which booked him a ticket to compete in the World Arm Wrestling League, WAL. Uh, Jeff said, quote, thanks to the World Arm Wrestling League, I am now competing with people from all over America. It was so fun to travel to places we wouldn't normally go. I was always good at arm wrestling, but the size of my hands did shock people at first. I had the strength to back it up. People freak out when they see my hands in real life. Uh, honestly, dude. Can you imagine shaking this guy's hand? You wouldn't be yeah. able to. But you, you would just you put your hand out to shake it, and he would engulf your entire hand. You know how shocked those people were when they <clears throat> they saw him. I'm equally as shocked that you guys didn't bat an eye at the World Arm Wrestling League. Like, do you guys both know that that thing ex- existed? Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, Pro- arm wrestling. Really? There's a prof- Yeah, arm wrestling is like a professional sport. Wow. 
They have like to like touring teams and stuff. I mean, so is professional slapping. <laughs> like, there's like slap wrestling leagues. You ever see that shit? Imagine getting slapped by this guy. That would be that would suck. Yeah, <laughs> he would knock you out. Yeah, uh, uh, he would kill. He would take <laughs> your head off. Guys, you just see how successfully I just put that baby down without waking her up. Yeah. It's really funny that she's sleeping on a super hard cold table. <laughs> It'd be nice on a day like this. It's she looks, yeah. Dude, she looks dead. She's max <laughs> like, chill. It looks like there's a dead baby on the set. <laughs> she is max chill. She's max chill. <laughs> Holy fuck. She, yeah, she's breathing. Um, <laughs> we, uh, you guys want to taste human? <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we had a conversation uh, recently that's going to be coming out soon, um, and it had nothing to do with this, but the, the topic of conjoined twins came up in the conversation. And it made me curious. I, I don't know anything about conjoined twins. Do you know much about it? I saw oh, I, like no. as a twin. Is this the, the the girls in BC? No, no. This is just about the science of conjoined twins. The only thing I know is that it's basically happens when there are identical twins who are in the same egg and it goes to separate, but it doesn't fully separate, and therefore, well, according to I think according to this article, because I'm pretty sure I read some of it. Um, uh, <laughs> we we, <laughs> we haven't actually fully figured out why conjoined twins uh, are a thing. But is that is what is happening though? The sure, egg yeah, is yeah, I'm, I'm the, sure it's separating and it just doesn't fully split. So the the science of conjoined twins has intrigued the world for hundreds of years. The exact causes of the phenomenon are still unknown. Sixty mm-hmm. percent of conjoined twins are stillborn. And 40% of live births die within a few days. Mm-hmm. It's a huge, huge numbers of, of deaths. So like if you have conjoined twins, it's like very rare. You know what I live. just realized? You, you know how this is a bit of a throwback, but um, we've talked about this before, how I am like a twin purist, like like uh, fraternal twins or fake twins. Yeah. I actually met a guy this morning at a coffee <laughs> shop and he told me he had fraternal twin kids. And a you guy laughed and girl, at him? And I, I held back... Every fiber in my being was screaming at him. I wanted to just be like, fake twins, fake. Your twins are fake. Wow. What, <laughs> no, a fuck fake. what a wow. fake twin prick. And uh, because uh, being an identical twin, I feel like I'm a twin purist. This is the first moment in my life where I've actually felt like I'm actually not. This the is the pure. This wow. is pure. Yeah, this, yeah. this, this is, is pure. Right? I'm a gets. fake twin. Yeah, conjoined <laughs> twins are the. the Those are the real twin. twins. So uh, when when they do survive, each twin deals with a unique and delicate physiology, as you would expect. In addition, the discovery of conjoined twins can be overwhelming for parents. Uh, Michelle and Jeff Roderick learned she was carrying thor- uh, thoracopagus, or twins joined at the chest, during her 1996 pregnancy. Whoa. Uh, <clears throat> quote, when we found out that the girls were going to be jo- born conjoined, it was really scary at that time, Michelle said. Pediatric surgeon James Stein said the most severe form of thoracopagus twins is when the babies actually share a whole heart. Whoa. Is that <laughs> fucking wild? When you brought this up, I looked at this article <clears throat> on CBC. I think this was yesterday or the day before. These are a set of... Uh, Conjoined twins should have put from, it in Slack, dude. Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I I must have been. I must have been seeing them when I was on the move or something. Uh, they're they're called the Hogan twins. Uh, what are their names? Uh, I'm not sure what their names are. Here, here, look at their the, name uh, is just Hulk Hogan. <laughs> dude, look at these photos. Oh my God, conjoined at the head. Oh my lord, oh, look at yeah. that. And now, now, do they share a brain? No, dude. They, they the, dude, the art. No, the article that I the article that I read said that they that they see out of each other's eyes. Whoa. whoa. Yeah. Man, wait. wait so how? Whoa. So wait. 
they, so they both have to share, they see they uh, see double vision. Dude, I don't know. You probably choose or the only twins. one side. Here, here, sees. here, listen to this. Uh, this dude, this is fucking nuts. Wow. Krista and Tatiana Hogan share the senses of touch and taste, and even control one another's limbs. Tatiana can see Whoa. out of both of Krista's eyes, while Krista can only see out of one of Tatiana's. So they must share the same brain. Tatiana controls three arms and a leg, while Krista controls three legs and an arm. They can also switch to self-control of their limbs. Dude, they would be so Whoa. good at a fucking uh, potato sack race. <laughs> yeah, the twins they say they know one another's <laughs> thoughts without having to speak. Oh, my God. Talking in our heads is how they describe it. The girls oh. are diabetic and have epilepsy. They take a regime of pills, blood tests, and need daily insulin injections. So mind reading is a thing. Wow. That is. They can wow. literally read each other's minds. Because they are each other's mind. Dude, you would, you would wow. assume that, these, that, that somebody with this in this circumstance would have like severe... Just like learning disabilities, but it says the twins go to a regular school and as of September 2017 have started grade six. That though academic, they are academically delayed. They are uh, learning to read, write, and do arithmetic. Do they just lay them on the table like Zaya? Because like they can't yeah. stand. No, yeah. they, they can't. Look at this photo. Wait, I want to see. Let me see too. Oh, whoa, crazy! What? Oh yeah, they're like big yeah. enough now. Man, that is wow. Wild. That is fucking crazy. Um, that is that Holy is that is shit. wild. Wow, that's crazy. So, in, in the case of these these twins that had that, uh, in, in the case of twins that share a whole heart, um, there's no way for both twins to survive if they attempt a separation. Right. Uh, but for the Rodericks, MRI images showed that the girls didn't share the vital organ, which was a relief to them. Their daughters were relatively good candidates for separation surgery because they had two separate hearts. Even before the conjoined twins were separated, they struggled. Uh, Shauna wasn't doing good. She was slower to come around, Jeff Roderick said. Michelle Roderick said Shauna was smaller than her sister and had trouble. Quote, Janelle, in this case, would get really mad, uh, Michelle said. She'd just start uh, really throwing a fit. And when she cried so hard, she would actually push the surface blood off of her body into Shauna's body. And Shauna wasn't crying. And all of a sudden, she would turn beet red and Janelle looked really scary white. Wow, Whoa. That's so nuts. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Uh, the Rodericks and doctors felt the twins should be separated as soon as possible at just 30 days old. The girls were conjoined in three places, their breast bones, livers, and diaphragms. While the bones and diaphragm are simple to separate, the shared liver presented the most difficult challenge. Doctors had to carefully split the liver in half because the liver is the body's only organ able to regenerate itself. Each girl would have... Uh, a liver that would grow to a normal size after their separation. Mm. That sounds. That sounds. Even though, it, like they, they're saying it's the most challenging bit, it seems convenient given the fact that it's that, the only yeah. organ yeah. that can. I, I would have thought that the diaphragm would have been hard. Yeah, you know, if yeah. you're attached to the diaphragm. Um, if you had, to, if you had, if you guys had a conjoined twin um, brother, and you were born, where would you want? And you had to be attached for the rest of your life. Where would you want to be attached? The hip, just the hip. Have you guys, do you guys remember? Uh, yeah, that would make sense. Or, the, or no, the hands. Did yeah, you guys ever see two the, hands? Uh, so it's like you're just fucking handcuffed to a dude. Did you ever see Your the brother. movie with yeah. uh, uh, <laughs> fun. Matt Damon and uh, Matt Damon? And I can't remember the other actor's oh, name. Oh, God, I forgot. And they're, that they're joined at the hip yeah, yeah. and they're like, oh, and yeah. they get, they get, they're like, was, was it a Matt Damon they, movie? They grow, they grow to hate, they like grow to hate each other. <laughs> I think there's like a, uh, they both fall in love with the same girl, maybe. And then they get, then they get dislodged, dislodged, separated. 
<laughs> just Separ- watch. Separated, yeah. <laughs> and then they miss each other. Yeah, and then they miss each other. And they go <laughs> <Yeah>. deconnected. <laughs> Dude, what's that movie called? It was really funny. I forgot about that movie. Um, so the overall surgery to separate them was about seven and a half hours. Uh, separating the liver, it took them only. Uh, it took them about oh, three and a half. Guys, Google because I just Googled that other article. As soon as I put in Matt, it's it's a, the second recommendation was. Matt Damon can join twins. No. Oh, wow. wow Dude, Google. It's called Stuck on You. That's scary. Right. Yeah, I remember Stuck on 2003. You. 2003. Uh, the girls <clears throat> survived the risky procedure, but upon waking, the girls began to throw ferocious tantrums. Once they were separated, they actually would just throw a fit because they were used to somebody right there in their face. Uh, the girls recover from the trauma over separation or, and over time. Today, the girls are 11 years old and thriving. Quote, I don't think it's very apparent that they were conjoined from the outward appearance, Mm. uh, said the mother. There's only a few scars that are only visible if you look for them. The girls said they couldn't even fathom being constantly connected physically. They're like, that would be fucking nuts. (laughs) Um, Taylor, do you look at your baby and just go, wow, this is easy? This is much. Yeah. Uh, Well, I mean, I think I know this is a little bit of like a detour from what we were just saying, but. from day one, we were like, we're not going to try to be quiet. It was just like, well, she'll sleep when, yeah. she, when she can sleep. And so I, I feel, and obviously this is my first kid. I don't have a lot of experience. I've only been doing this for three and a half months. But, you know, we can sit around and joke and laugh and be boisterous. And I can, we could have music on or a TV or whatever. And she just does her thing. She just goes right to sleep and she yeah. chills there. But yeah. yeah. I mean, it would be a lot harder if she had uh, another person uh, attached to her. Dude, yeah, I'd say. <laughs> For sure. Um, yeah. They go on to say that, um, so in your in your uh, case, Bri, when a fertilized egg splits into two distinct individuals, the result is identical twins. But one theory suggests that conjoined twins occur through a process called fusion, where the twins begin fully separated. No. Oh, wow. So they're separated, and then they go... Wow, that's crazy. That seems... Up. That seems so. I mean, I don't know anything about how that process works. It seems harder to put the two things back together than it I does guess. for them. I mean, just but to not like them. I don't know how uh, I don't know how like sturdy cell membranes. No, that, are, that that's a theory. So so yeah. the, the fusion theory it's has a, a dumb theory. The the, <laughs> the fusion theory, theory. I'm a twin. I know <laughs> has a certain logic to it. Um, to, to uh, sorry, the fusion theory has a certain logic to say perhaps the embryos were separate. Uh, said twins specialist Dr. John Templeton Jr. And then for some reason, they re-adhere to each other and then they might be joined. Yet many doctors think fission, not fusion, causes conjoined twins. This theory holds that a fertilized egg starts to split into two separate twins but remains partially connected. So that yeah. was the thing that you were thinking. Seems more That makes more sense to me just based on how the process generally happens. But um, I'm more confused about Dr. Stapleton and how he decided he wanted to become a twin specialist. Is that weird? Like if you're not born a twin, is that a weird <laughs> thing to want to become? I mean, his, his name is Stapleton. So it's like, it has, it, it is, it is kind of fitting. Uh, yeah. I like he so. has to be a twin to be, you know, like it would make more sense yeah. for, for him but to be interested. Right. Like in similar to how all oncologists have to have had cancer. It's, right. It's, it's actually, it's actually, it's actually yeah. Templeton though. So uh, Stapleton. <laughs> yeah. um, you just wish, you just wished that. 
All right, let's let's move on to uh, I think one of my favorite things that I've read this entire year uh, in this week's edition of What the Hell? You don't. You're chill. Stay sleeping. You don't have to. You want me to try? I mean, like if you if you if you high pitch yell, you know how I usually do it. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe we'll keep it a little lower. I mean, I think you should do it. What the hell? Okay. Um, have, do you guys know vabbing? This is a cool. This is like the I cool do. new trend. I do because I read the I read <laughs> I, the article. I didn't read the article, but I read the word vabbing, and I felt like I just got it. <laughs> I felt like I went. I get it. So vabbing is the. Hold on. Is this vabbing? Yeah, this is vabbing. Hold on. Is this vabbing? <laughs> no, I get my that's, that's when vibe I... chilling, dude. <laughs> oh, that's vibe chilling. Okay. Uh, the TikTok trend that says you should use vaginal juices as perfume. <laughs> <laughs> I like listen, listen, bro science from a from I, a bro science lens. I'm like, I can see how that would work. I get it, dude. I there's, get it. There's mad pheromones that's happening, it. obviously. So it feels like just yesterday, our brains were all trying to compute the process of wonders of the uh, Mormon sex practice soaking. Do you guys know what soaking is? <laughs> no. You don't know what soaking is? Soaking no. is fucking hilarious. Dude, tell me. So I, I could I could butcher this, but the so in, in the in the in the in the Mormon practice, um sex There's so much misinformation. In the, in the Mormon practice, sex before marriage is frown, is is like a big no no. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. But it but it isn't the act of penis in vagina. It's the act of thrusting. That's the bad bad. <laughs> oh, right. So soaking. So soak, yeah. That's the bad bad. Soaking is what these <laughs> is, is hanging what, out is what Mormon teens do, mm-hmm. and they just they just slip the penis in and just let it sit there. Now there was, uh, the, but soak, you kind of, but there's a you're vibe chilling. There's at least there's at one least one thrust. thrust. I know, and so like in the eyes of God, that one thrust you maybe no. you'll get forgiven. What do they think? Thrust. Do they think That's it's like a the, speed thing, an aggression? What, what thing? if she's if 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 the if the vagina owner is just sitting on it? Yes. Then that's not a thrust. Right? Yeah. Right. So that so that's the workaround. Yeah. I just figured it out. That's the workaround. <laughs> okay. okay. So that's not bad. Bad. Yeah. So you I soak. love how fucking people justify shit to themselves. But here's the fu- here's the even funnier part. You get so she sits on the peepee. Hold on, it's not ju- the justification. It's actually the rule. It's actually the the first rule. That <laughs> the first rule is yeah, just no humping. <laughs> yeah. So so she sits on the peepee, and then um, I guess these teens, what they would do is they would get like their buddies to come over. And they would get under the bed or like to the side of the bed and they would just shake the fuck out of the bed so no. that there's like some, some rig- like rigorous movement. No, that's going to be a myth. That's it, man. That's Guys, soaking. That's just, what soaking's all about. Just fuck. Yeah. You know, like yeah, you're God doing does, it. Guess God what? Doesn't you're doing care. It. Yeah, like, like, I mean, I know that you think God cares. God but doesn't if, care. God, if, if, if God does exist, and I'm not going to say he does or doesn't, but let's say he does. He don't care. He doesn't care. He don't care. He doesn't care. Nah. Get the fucking humpity hump. Um, also, yeah, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, um, uh, so we, you know, we were just getting over um, soaking, but yet here we are again, another viral TikTok trend that we need to talk about. It's called vabbing. We're <laughs> just getting over soaking. A poetic merging of the words vagina and dabbing. So how does it work? Basically, you wear your vaginal fluids as perfume. You put your fingers inside yourself, dab your juices on your wrist, neck, and behind the ears wherever you normally put perfume. People talking about it on TikTok reckon the pheromones from your pussy will help you attract partners, and they swear by it. So uh, vabbing on uh, Urban Dictionary is, quote, simply put, vabbing, vagina dabbing. 
This is when you stick your lady fingers in between your lady lips and you put your lady juice behind your lady ears so that people want to have sex with your lady box. Oh, God, wait, hold on. Is that what it says? And what box? site is this? That's uh, that's from uh, Urban Dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> so of course it, it is. <laughs> influencers and fashion writer, uh, influencer and fashion writer Mandy Lee uh, has kickstarted the viral trend on TikTok, posting a video about vabbing a few weeks ago. And since then, it has over 1.5 million views. She says, quote, I swear if you vab, you will attract people like a date, a one night stand, or you'll just get free drinks all night, she says. Dude, you um, know what else yeah. you could do if you wanted to do that without rubbing your pussy juices all over your body? You could just go, hey, want to fuck? I mean, that would, that, for, for some people that might work, work for a lot of, yeah. I think that would have have. a pretty high success rate. Yeah. Um, but, but if hey, you're out, but, but hey, here's the thing. Maybe you're looking for the, maybe you're looking for someone who really likes the smell of your pheromones. Right. Yeah, and so that's the way to do it. It's like I think you're, trying to like, track, you're, trying you're talking to track about the mate, yeah. the, the ideal mate. You're talking about like, one night stand. We're talking about like we're talking well, about. A, we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, no, no. We're but about we're love. talking about love. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't think so. I don't think she's talking about. Love. Yeah, but we're well, talking about. But love. you're talking about love. Well, yeah, yeah. You think that this is the path to love? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Um, I you try, know when you I, smell. I, I, I tried this. This yeah. is how Kira and I started dating. Um, mm-hmm. I just jizzed all over my face, yeah. rubbed it in, uh-huh. and then uh, we went on a date. And she was like, "You smell amazing." And it I was actually, like, I know. In wow. my mind, like it pineapple? doesn't work for guys. Pineapple. <laughs> 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 you don't think it does? <clears throat> no, I don't think. I don't think. I don't feel like it gives off the um, the same sort of pheromones. Well, I think what happens is that the smell. Think I think the smell and the pheromones are are right on, but you're left with this crustiness. That you not mine. that that you can't. Well, that's your special case. Yeah, your special case. You're a rare. You're you're a, you're a canary in a in the coal mine, so to speak. And I don't think that's what I don't. It's not. You're a, it's not. You're a. Um, I'm a diamond in the rough. You're a diamond in the rough. <laughs> yeah. You're a needle in a haystack. <laughs> and uh, and and for most of us, uh, it's a it's a crustiness after a I very short so. period so, of time. So, so you're not talking it's about kind of like it's kind of like wood glue. Oh, Every I, time I it comes out, you're Dude. you're. Fascinated yeah. with how quickly it dries, my yes. friend. I know I share a bed with you uh, when we go out on the road, I don't and I know is in the bed while we're dude. The amount of times that I've woken up <laughs> and I went to pull the sheets off, and the sheets <laughs> are just, just like stuck to just, you. Just, like, it, <laughs> the sheets are like if someone yeah. wet it and put it in the freezer. Yeah. I go to yeah. rip the sheets off, and it's just a cardboard. <laughs> it's like cardboard on it. So I go, what <laughs> is this? And it feels like. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it feels like it feels even though it's so like solid already, it feels like like you have cobweb, like there's stickiness, like there's just like it's just all over. I gotta wring it out and it's just dust. (laughs) You know what though? The thing about the thing about um vagina juice is it's not it's not like it's not like the cum it's not like sticky cum. It's like just the juice part, like the pre wet vagina stuff. So it's not as dusty as like if you, it's not as dusty as if you were like coming on like like you did, Jer, when you met Kira. No, like no, no, like like vaginal fluid is just like a, yeah, it's, it's like it's, it's like, like perfume. A, you ever touch a slug? You touch a slug and then you're like, man, my hands are real sticky, and then it's like hard to get that sticky off. It's kind of like that. You know what the yeah, funniest not, part about this whole thing is? Up. Is then is 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 all of a sudden becoming acutely aware that there's a baby. <laughs> on the table right in front of us and, yeah, and she right. could be vabbing in no time <laughs> um so <Ew. laughs> so where, do, where do, <laughs> fucking 
brutal. Okay, so where did that rabbing come from? Uh, who knows where the practice of wearing your vaginal fluids as perfume originated from? Uh, maybe cave people, if you've done research, DM us. Uh, but... <laughs> Holy shit, dude! This is so whack. I <laughs> bet, I bet this article reveals that there's some science to it. Yeah, well, no, I, doubt it. I, don't, I, I highly, highly doubt it. I, it does say what does science say? I didn't read this article. Okay, so <laughs> we'll get there. But according to Mandy Lee, uh, the term "vabbing" came from a podcast called Secret Keepers Club. Uh, comedians Carly Aquino or Aquileno and Emma Willman. Uh, who hosts the show, spoke to a listener who experimented using her coochie juice as perfume. She said she had overwhelmingly positive results, and now all of her friends are doing it too. See, the anecdotal evidence for me just yeah. really doesn't I wonder do how she doesn't structured I wonder how she structured that, that personal study. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wonder how uh, well she was doing before anyway. You know, like yes. if she was having zero yeah. luck. Yeah. And then as soon as she starts vabbing, she like yeah. she just can't keep. We need a like, we need listen, a we need a control. If it was the other way around, and there was need. a guy who was like, "Listen, coming on your hands and then rubbing on your neck actually helps you get women when you go to a bar," then I would be and like and well, and was doing that actively, and it was working. I would be like more surprised. Do it in a heartbeat. This, just, this on, might, just on word. No, I'd just be more surprised. This might change your your tune here. Popular sexologist. All right, so someone who like was in the field. Uh, Shan uh, Boudram, who hosts the podcast Lovers and Friends with Shan Boudram, is also a huge fan of vaping. No, sorry, vaping. <laughs> She's a huge fan of blowing ghosts. Um, she wrote about it in her book, uh, The Game of Desire. She raved about it on podcasts, in interviews, and on YouTube. Uh, Boudram says she's been doing it for over 15 years and says by transferring your pheromones, you're transferring that excitement and making people drawn to your raw human scent. So how does it work or does it work uh, to figure out whether or not there's any legitimacy behind babbing? You have to start with uh, with the legitimacy of pheromones. Pheromones are a chemical produced by the glands in animals and insects that transfers information. So, you know, dogs, they piss and they squirt out pheromones out of their ass. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the whole reason why they're always sniffing each other's butts. Uh, but according to Professor Mark Elger, uh, the, a professor of evolutionary biology at the University of Melbourne, uh, humans don't have these glands. Uh, he said, I mean, it's the oldest and most ancestral way in which we communicate. Do we use it in humans? Um, I'm sure we did in our ancestral past. We may have been using odors when Homo sapiens first sort of emerged in a distinct, as a distinct species. But do we use them now? I suspect no. Professor Elger says there's no research that vabbing works. He said, quote, I think the whole idea of vabbing is hilarious and I hope <laughs> no one takes it too seriously. So the sexologist is completely out to lunch and should be Perhaps. should consider another field of work. Perhaps. Uh, he also says when it comes to trying to attract potential lovers, humans are looking at, quote, a whole range of other signals. It could be how you look. It could be how you speak. The frequency. Uh, your voice uh, seems to have an influence how amusing you are, how charming you are, and it can be all sorts of things. Yeah, that was the first thing that ju- that jumped out to me in the whole pheromones thing. It's like, yeah, okay, one one aspect of like a super crazy complex web of why we might be attracted to a person and yeah. like pheromones are definitely not going to be like 90% of the, that pie. Yeah, or or this guy. I mean, I don't even know just, why. I don't even know why I just guy, seriously made an argument for why this isn't happening. Maybe <laughs> maybe this guy is actually it's this is the secret and maybe he's protecting it. 
Maybe. Yeah. And could, maybe he's dabbing be. himself. Back to... Uh, and maybe he is a chapter uh, head of the Illuminati. I'm just saying somebody should look into it. Uh, well, sexologist Sam Bodrum, uh, again, coming back to her, also acknowledges that there is no science behind the practice of babbing, but for her, it's all about how it makes her feel. Oh. Uh, she says there is no conclusive advi- uh, advice of, on the impact of babbing. The fun is when it's something that you can do because you believe it will make you feel more confident. Whatever makes you feel like you can bust that shit open and feel hella confident. And she's right. Anyone uh, who, who is anyone to judge what makes you feel empowered, sexual, sexual and confident. If you use your puss juice as perfume, does that for you? Unless you have uh, bacterial vaginosis, uh, there's no harm. Uh, because if you did have BA or BV and you were putting that on your neck, um, you, you're not oh, doing no. you know it's You know what's interesting, though? Are you like giving yourself a rash or something? Uh, no, you'd just be very smelly. I would hazard a guess. BV is, is uh, it's like it's, a, it smells like a hot wharf. I would hazard a guess. It, it really that, does. It's it's something else. Do wow. you guys do you guys agree with the the oh, hey girl, the idea that if there was a group of five women who who vabbed and went to a bar and were looking to have one night stands that they would all successfully secure uh, a a uh, mate for the evening. <laughs> that was really funny. <laughs> oh my you God, say that you guys again, see this baby right now. Sorry, that, that was just that was fucking hilarious. Uh, saying that if there was five five women who babbed before going to the bar and wanted to have a one night stand, do you think that they would leave the bar that night having a one night stand? Well, if it, I mean, to uh, to uh, what's your name, Borman? Uh, to her, to her point, or Boudrim, um if those women, if it makes them feel more confident, then yeah, sure. I'm a little, I'm like, I'm, I would say a hundred percent. They would, yeah. I'm torn on, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm torn on the, I get, I get torn frequently on the whole, like this, this like empirically does nothing, but it makes me feel a certain way. Cause like in some ways I'm like, Oh yeah, of course. Like that makes a whole lot of sense to me. And in other ways I'm another part of my brain is like, but doesn't how does that not get negated by the fact that you know it does nothing? It doesn't because you're it's a blind like willingness to believe that it has an Im- impact. So like so the people who are doing it who feel more confident they don't actually know they probably don't know it's like a uh, like a willful willful that makes sense blindness. to me like that makes that makes sense ignorance. to me but the this 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 woman who's the sexologist right like the, in that that in that scenario that. Do you think that she's really vabbing though? That doesn't make sense to me. She said she was doing it for years. She said she was doing it for years and she goes, yeah. and there's no evidence to suggest that this scientifically works. I mean, I mean, so like, I go, if you know that it doesn't scientifically work, it's, it's, it's just interesting to me that you can be of com- too complete. Yeah. Maybe there's but not I mean, enough evidence I mean, to suggest I, that it doesn't. I either. know that scientifically it is not proven that well, if I get ruling my, on the field stands, I, I know that it scientifically <laughs> is not proven that if I get my hair cut, it's going to increase my chances as a person going out there like trying to date. Mm-hmm. Um, because like I get my hair cut twice a week, I don't look th- or sorry once every. <laughs> wow, that's a lot of hair <laughs> I, get, I, get, I get my hair cut once every two weeks. I don't look that different between it's two thousand the two haircuts. Hair, haircuts, um, but. <laughs> But if I know, if I feel more confident in getting that haircut and then going out and trying to like meet a partner that I know that that, that haircut's not actually doing much, but, but the way it makes me feel yeah. does change the way I am. I get, am I get it. About, I get right? it. I think there's a, I think, I think we're in a slightly different territory with haircuts, but, 
Um, I, mean, it's the same I get thing. it. It's the same I get thing. it. Well, it's. Mm. A, I wouldn't say it's the same thing. It, it would be though if someone was saying it is impure, like it. Because like, I think I. I just. I think that. I think that of like someone's visual first visual impression of you. I see what you're saying. Is a much bigger piece mm. of the pie oh, when no, it comes wait, wait, to wait, wait, someone wait, making no, a no, decision as to how attractive. But that's they are my point. You. Is that when I get my hair cut, and between the time that I don't have my hair cut and the time that I do have my hair cut, I don't look that much different. Sure. Yeah. But when I get my hair cut, I feel more confident. Right. I don't look that much different. Anyway. I get it. I understand. So, you know which I mean? is why I get it. I, I get it and I don't get it, which is yeah. ironic because I'm telling, I'm explaining why I don't understand how this person can be of two minds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you get it. <laughs> and I also don't. <laughs> but you do. But I also do. Well, folks, hope you enjoyed this week's uh, conversation. Uh, if you want to support the podcast, you can do that by leaving a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts, or you can rate the podcast on Spotify if that's where you're listening. And, uh, and of course, you can always join the conversation over on Discord. We've got new folks joining in every day. It's such a fun little community we've got going on over there. Uh, we'd love to see you. If you want to join the conversation over on Discord, it's free. Just click the link in the show notes and uh, you can become a part of our little community. And honestly, very quick, Taylor. She's going to start crying. Very interested in uh, knowing um, whether you have been vabbing or not. Oh my God, yes. So, and if you do, uh, how does it make you feel? And why do you vab? Uh, let us know. Uh, letters at sickpointpodcast.com. And uh, you can just uh, be as detailed as you would like in that because we're really interested in babbing. And uh, if you want to be a guest on the show, you can go to sickboypodcast.com slash contact, and you can fill out the form. And uh, thanks, as always, to the people who make this show happen. A uh, huge thank you to Zaya and to uh, Donovan Morgan, who does the sound design on our Monday and Wednesday episodes. Actually, to, I do the Wednesday episodes, no big deal. Whatever. Oh, yeah, that's right, you do. And to uh, Rich O'Coin, who does the theme music. And uh, Jeff Lonis, our manager. We love all you guys. Uh, go support our Lawn Summer Nights team. Uh, we would love to, to get more uh, donations, so go do that. That is it for this week, folks. I'm Brian. I'm Taylor. Mm. Oh, uh, that's oh, Zaya. And I'm Jerry, and this is Sick Boy. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.